the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back and happy Friday, September 30th, 2022. I am Seth Leapson. The phone number for this Open Lines Friday is, as always, 602-508-0960. If you'd like to weigh in on anything, we've got a um, packed, uh, packed show for you today, but uh, not so packed that we don't have room for your phone calls. I'll do my um, formal monologue in the uh, third hour. But I wanted to start off with a piece from Issues and Insights titled, If This is the Democrats' Winning Message, They Deserve to Lose Bigly. Democrats have been trying to scare voters for months. A Republican victory, they shout, will mean the rise of semi-fascism. Women will be shackled to their birthing beds. Democracy itself is at stake. And none of it has worked. Despite the endless news reports about how Democrats' chances in the midterms were improving, the needle just really isn't moving. So will they try to run on their record of accomplishment? One of the columnists over at the Hill newspaper says they should. One Brent Butowski writes uh, in a piece headlined, A Closing Message for Democrats to Win. He says they need to just ask voters, do you want to build on or reverse the achievements of Biden? And the Democratic Congress. What achievements, you may ask? You know, it's not as if they don't have things they can brag about. The achievements in their verbiage is lowered prescription drug costs, uh, tens of millions of highway, uh, high, high wage jobs, dramatic improvement in veterans health care, important progress to combat gun violence, historic progress on climate change. Strengthening of the Violence Against Women Act, passage of the American Rescue Plan, expanding the child care tax credit and a big infrastructure law that was passed, to which the folks at Issues and Insights say, seriously, that's the list? Most of these are bogus. The rest will just make voters think Democrats are even more out of touch than they imagine. Their top concerns, every poll confirms, are inflation, the recession, and violent crime, and Democrats want to brag about bigger subsidies for electric cars. But take these issues seriously for a moment. On drug prices, a new analysis finds that wholesale prices for brand-name drugs went up 4.9% in the second quarter of this year, and the alleged drug cost savings from the Democrats' Inflation Reduction Act are speculative, limited to a small set of uh, prescription drugs, and won't take effect for years. What about the tens of millions of jobs? Those weren't created. They were just filling the millions laid off during the pointless COVID lockdowns. And as far as high wages, that's just a cruel joke. The Heritage Foundation reports that inflation or what we might want to call Bidenflation has cut real disposable household income by more than 11 percent. Inflation has cut disposable household income by more than 11 percent. Let's talk about dramatic imp- improvements in veterans' health care. All Joe Biden did was sweeten the VA benefits package, not simply not, not, not improve 
not any improvement in what it actually delivers. Senior advisor for Concerned Veterans for America, Darren Selnick, reports that veterans are still in the lurch wanting for care. And Biden's supposed improvements will inevitably make the wait times at the VA actually longer. If you've been accessing the VA, just tell me how much better has it gotten in the last two years? How about gun violence? Let's see. Gun-related deaths hit an all-time high in 2021 and show little sign of slowing down this year. What's more, the crime wave is being fueled by the defund police stupidity Biden and his fellow Democrats embraced. By all means, let's reverse that. On climate change, if wasting money and distorting the economy is the measure of success, then kudos to the Democrats for wasting money and distorting the economy. But those massive costs won't make a iota of difference in global temperatures and will only serve to make Americans poorer. How does making it easier for biological men who identify as women to get placed in women's prisons and shelters count as strengthening the Violence Against Women Act? When they talk about strengthening the Violence Against Women Act, folks, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about greater or enhanced penalties for violence against transgendered people in prisons and shelters. That's what they're talking about. So if someone says, oh, well, they improved the Violence Against Women's Act, something sounds like a pretty good idea. Well, what do you mean? Well, if a Democrat is just aping that talking point, they probably won't know. But now at least you will. Meanwhile, it was Democrats who couldn't get the child tax credit expansion renewed as part of the Inflation Reduction Act. And we just learned that the IRS sent $1.1 billion of those child tax credit payments to the wrong people. The last item on the list, the infrastructure bill, it's a hell of a boondoggle, but a bipartisan one at that, which means Republicans aren't likely to do anything about it should they take control of Congress. Given what little Democrats have to work with, is it any wonder they keep returning to their scare tactics? Because that's really all they have, scare tactics. All right, I just wanted to get that out there, and uh, I, I, the reason I put that out there is you're going to confront these arguments, perhaps at uh, receptions, cocktail parties, sporting school, other after um, school or after work events, perhaps even at work or at the water cooler. I just want you to know what there is. I, I That Violence Against Women Act thing, that's, that's the most maddening, of course, of all, that they – I was talking to someone in Washington, D.C. earlier today about uh, the transgender uh, – I was going to say wars. That's probably the wrong use of the word. But transgender fights and arguments vis-a-vis and in confrontation with you know, the old-school homosexual or gay rights lobby and authors and intellects like Andrew Sullivan or Jonathan Rauch and how early on you heard more from them – more from them along with, you know, people like J.K. Rowling who are saying, you know, this movement doesn't really represent what we were fighting for. Um, whether we were feminists fighting for, for women's rights or whether we were gay activists fighting for um, the normalization of uh, the gay, shall we call it, late lifestyle, what we were not fighting for was the elimination of women and the elimination of men. This is why it offends us so very much, they will say. You haven't heard as much of the, them talking about it lately as they used to. 
and 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 perhaps one of the reasons is there's a lot of writers who are moving to podcasts. So while Andrew Sullivan, for example, used to be such a prolific writer, he's doing most of his work on podcast and. I don't know how many people have time to listen to all the possible podcasts out there. Seems to me, I don't know if you're like me, about once a week someone will suggest, maybe twice a week now, someone will suggest listening to a podcast. I, honest to gosh, don't have time, nor do I have to tell you, do I know how most people have time to listen to these things. I suppose if you're driving around and have long commutes, perhaps even on public transportation, maybe in other cities where they use more of a uh, of a commuter system with trains or subways, buses, I don't know. Maybe over the weekends. That's when I listen to mine, by the way. Um, I do listen to – I guess I really only listen to one podcast regularly. I've listened to a couple here and there just as an experiment. But the one I regularly listen to, the one I do recommend – uh, outside, of course, of Town Hall and the Salem offerings, is uh, Adam Carolla's. But I do it with a warning, uh, and it is a cautionary note. Bill, help me with this because you're a fairly regular listener. I was saying, too, I was recommending it to that same friend in D.C., and I said there's about 20% that's going to make your stomach turn. About 20%. He can go into some, shall we say, uh, juvenile areas. Is that a way to put it? Juvenile, how would you put it? Yeah, very, very, yeah, arrested development adult themes, shall we say, <laughs> right? Yeah. There is that tendency there. But that, I think that's about 20, 25, not more than 25% of it. So I hope if you do check it out, uh, if you do go there, not, not paid or anything, I, I don't think Adam even knows me. But uh, if you um, if you do go, I hope you don't get that. And you don't need to go. I'm not recommending. I'm just telling you it's the only one I listen to because I do happen to agree with Dennis Prager about Adam, that there are a few people who understand human nature as well as he does. And uh, anyway, it's worth listening to. Speaking of which, uh, Dennis Prager does have a new book out, his um, Rational Bible. He has a new version. Uh, it's available. It's going to be published, I guess, in about a week. You can pre-order it now on Deuteronomy, and he's going to be joining us in just about 15 minutes, Dennis is. We'll get into everything on that and, well, a little bit more and a little bit more fun. If you have a question you want to submit to the debate that's going to take place between Blake Masters, Mark Kelly, and Mark Victor for the U.S. Senate next Thursday— Give us a call. We've been offered the opportunity to submit debate questions to the moderators, and we'll simulcast that debate. So give us a call if you have a question for Mark Kelly or Blake or Mark Victor at 602-508-0960. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. If you're worried about stock market volatility, especially with Joe Biden in office, you're not alone. What if you could invest in a portfolio with a strong fixed rate of return and no correlation to the stock market at all? If you're looking for a remarkable and unique investment, I'd like you to check out my friends, show sponsors here. Why Refi? They are offering a great investment, all in a secure and collateralized portfolio with an up to 10.25% return for investors. And your investment can be in a trust, IRA, just as much as it can be an individual or joint investment. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm made up of really great guys who do really well by doing good for others. And you can be a part of that. Check them out at investyrefi.com. The word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y. 
dot com. They're a local company. You can call and meet with them as well. Uh, give them a call at 855-316-3087. 855-316-3087. No sales pitch. They'll just tell you uh, about what it is that they do and let it speak for itself. That's YRefi at investyrefi.com or 855-316-3087. Um, you can't take, obviously, uh, the politics out of politics. But it is unfortunate to make everything so political. It, it It's a violation not only of civility and the notion of a social compact to make everything a divisive political issue, but especially when it comes to natural disasters and health and it turns into things like homicidal fantasy we've talked about before, whether you're wishing death on your political opponent or whether you're wishing that this person suffers or dies. You're seeing this um, with Hurricane Ian, and I suppose we suspected this would be coming. Brad Palumbo over at the Washington Examiner writes that Hurricane Ian, excuse me, Hurricane Ian ravaged Florida this week and caused enormous suffering. Hundreds have possibly died, a tragic toll that will most likely continue to grow. Millions are without power. The scope and scale of property destruction are impossible to put into words. And while many are stepping up to provide aid and support charitable efforts, much of the country is descending into political squabbles and partisan combat over it all. The grotesque politicalization of Hurricane Ian has come in two primary forms. The first is a concentrated effort to exploit the national disaster to push Green New Deal-esque climate change agendas. The most prominent example of this blatant politicalization is a now viral interview uh, in which CNN host Don Lemon repeatedly attempts to get an expert to blame Hurricane Ian on climate change. When the expert calmly explains that no single disaster can be directly blamed on climate change, Lemon doesn't accept this answer and asks again. Now, another guest will apparently be going on to provide a more politically satisfying version of the science, right? Uh, Nearly a Category 5 hurricane landfall in Florida, and the National Hurricane Center director is providing nonstop emergency briefings. And what's going on with CNN and activist climate scientists calling us climate deniers and fomenting online mobs is what's going on. More commentary in this twisted genre implicitly or explicitly victim blames supposed Floridian Floridian Republican Rubis for failing to embrace the progressive climate change agenda. The tenor of this commentary essentially is, I'm not saying they deserve this, but you saw Joy Bahar do this on The View. Here's uh, Wyona Freisteinson, Ph.D. MNRN, she tells us, tweeting, I wonder how many folks in Florida are thinking, could this hurricane be related to that climate change stuff so many highly educated climate scientists keep talking about? There's another one. Uh, Since Trump is a climate change denier, wouldn't it be poetic justice if Hurricane Ian wiped Mar-a-Lago off the face of the earth? Sank Uyghur, who is one of those... um, podcasters, the Young Turks, are kids and grandkids. Quote, you mean the scientists told you guys that the oceans would rise and people didn't believe them? They thought all of the scientists in the world were lying? I saw a Republican or maybe, I guess, former Republican political consultant of, uh, oh, I don't know, B-minus prominence, someone I've recognized, not anyone I'd ever worked with, but I'd seen her as a talking head, 
uh, particularly uh, 10 years ago, was a little bit more prominent. I saw her tweet a picture of Mar-a-Lago saying, Hurricane Ian, you had one job. The implication being that I wish you had destroyed Donald Trump's house. This is sick stuff. We should be able to support our fellow Americans as they face a life-threatening natural disaster without blaming them or immediately jumping to push a political or ideological agenda. By the way, I know this is a little bit different, but I was thinking this morning about someone I knew who during the whole vaccine mandate period um, said to me that if you don't get vaxxed, you're an idiot. This is a learned person. If you don't get vaxxed, you're an idiot. And she meant me deliberately and individually, but also she was speaking to me as represent to anyone who was not on board with jumping to the experimental vaccine. And I just, you know, I'm not close with this person. I, I, I run into them from time to time, but I'm just wondering a little bit right now if they wish they were in my shoes rather than their shoes, vaxxed with all the boosters, with all that's coming out. Um, I never I never did get vaxxed. And um, I just wonder if uh, I'm still the idiot. I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm the idiot. Time will tell. I happen to think I'm not the idiot. Anyway, others have felt quite explicitly tried to, to others have explicitly tried to use this tragic moment to bash Republicans such as DeSantis and the two senators, Marco Rubio and Rick Scott, here's uh, one prominent Twitter. My thoughts are with friends and family in Florida as they brace for a devastating surge of Ron DeSantis's, they use the F word, face. Another one, as DeSantis prepares Floridians for Ian, he is urging residents to heed advice from the same local leaders he suggested they ignored during COVID and praising a federal agency he previously alleged withheld aid to the state because Biden was playing politics. None, none, none of this is true. And none of these comparisons and analogies are apt. You can say government is the problem while still being a part of the government. Ronald Reagan was the head of the government he claimed was the problem. You can have problems with the CDC or Anthony Fauci and not be considered a hypocrite when it comes time for the CDC or the federal government, in this case perhaps more likely FEMA, to do what they are supposed to do. Our complaint with government agencies are multi-level and manifold. But primarily, more than anything, is the complaint that they have expanded beyond what their important and original task is, getting involved in things they have no business getting involved in, no expertise at, and perhaps, in many cases, no constitutional authority to be involved in, so that and such that when it comes for their main job, they're not there for us. If you think the CDC should be the poster boy for what works, keep in mind it stands for the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. How well did they do? I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Portions of this show are brought to you by the good people of Balance of Nature, balanceofnature.com. They're fruits and veggies I take every single day, 100% natural, a blend of 16 whole fruits, 15 whole vegetables, 
all the good stuff, everything from cherries and strawberries and bananas and papayas to you name it, zucchini, garlic, um, all, 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 everything you would want and more than you would normally get, obviously. No one gets a blend of 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables. Very few people do anyway, as a matter of course, in a single day. And it boosts your health overall as well as your immunity and your energy. I've been taking it for several years now, and I just just continue to say it's the best product I've ever taken. You can access it too, balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE, balanceofnature.com, discount code BALANCE. Uh, we uh, will wait for Dennis to uh, check in. His book that we are going to talk to him about, The Rational Bible, uh, it's the new edition, which is taking on Deuteronomy, and uh, it comes out in about two weeks. I've been taking voracious notes, and I wasn't going to say this to Dennis, I don't think. I wonder if any of this is true in your world, are there, are there, are there, is there anyone you ever have occasion to talk to, interview with, or interview, and and you just feel like you have to sit up a little straighter and be a little more, just a a, a little more, I don't know what, prepared, uh, a, a a little more better on your game. I, I must do, I don't know how many interviews a week, and of course it varies. I, I'm not a heavily interviewed talk show here, but uh, I, I don't know. We probably do at least ten interviews a week, give or take. And I have to tell you, I was just thinking, Dennis is, Dennis is the one I want to sit up a little more. I took copious notes for this interview. So anyway, uh, we'll get to him shortly. Let me also reissue the invite if you want. This is kind of a nice and unique opportunity. Uh, the Senate candidates, uh, Blake Masters, Mark Kelly, and the Libertarian candidate, Mark Victor, are debating next Thursday – uh, a week from yesterday at 6 p.m. on the local PBS affiliate. We'll simulcast that debate, but they're offering us the opportunity to submit questions. And not me, but you, the audience. So if any of you have a question you would like asked of all of the candidates uh, or an individual one of those candidates, uh, give us a call at 602 508 We're happy to pass it on, and there's a... Good chance they might ask that question. Uh, we've gotten several uh, through the website, but it just we have to submit them by today. So uh, just to make sure we get them, give us a call at 602-508-0960. I am not going to take the opportunity to, um, to uh, put forward my own question. But I will tell you the question I would ask because I want to leave it open for you, the audience members, to submit questions. And I just didn't want to crowd it out. But And I get involved in enough candidate stuff. I don't need to do this. But I will tell you and share with you my disappointment in uh, in a race like this where a libertarian candidate even exists. I was speaking about this yesterday. Um, I think it's selfish. Uh, I, 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 this is going to be a very close race, the Senate race. Uh, most races are going to be close. This is going to be a very close one. And not just is it close, it's supremely important. Our Senate race could very well dictate whether we take back the majority or not. It will dictate whether we are going to double down on Joe Biden's um, agenda and Chuck Schumer's agenda or not. Mark Kelly, the sitting current U.S. senator uh, who is up for reelection against Blake Masters, um, votes uh, between, as we talked about yesterday, between 94 and 96 percent 
with the Biden Schumer agenda. Um, this is not a moderate. Uh, this is this is this is not uh, this is not a Democrat like, say, we used to have um, who might be considered a moderate. We used to do that. Uh, Dennis DeConcini was a United States senator of several years here, a Democrat who uh, was a moderate and uh, represented a better Democratic Party. Uh, Mark Kelly does not represent that better Democratic Party. He represents a Democratic Party of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. This is no moderate. So I think it is selfish at best for someone who's a libertarian to be running in a race like this in a year like this where every vote matters because it siphons votes from the Republican, not the Democrat. It's a supremely selfish move. Um, we can talk more about that, too, if you disagree and want to get into it further. I'm Seth. Anything on your mind? Questions for the senators in the debate or anything else? 602-508-0960. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Gold has been used as money for nearly 3,000 years, and it still remains a common-sense investment that's simple and straightforward. I own my gold and other precious metals from the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. So does Seb Gorka. So do thousands of you. Great company. Veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. MidasGoldGroup.com is their website. You don't need pushy commission salespeople. You won't get that at Midas Gold Group. You don't need people to tell you why you should buy gold. You won't get that from Midas Gold Group. You probably already want it. All you need is a reputable dealer with advice based on experience and a complete range of bullion and coins so you get what you want at the best value. That's what Midas Gold Group will do. If you're interested in adding precious metals to your portfolio or even just discussing what that might mean, Give the Midas Gold Group folks a call at 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. Or check them out online at MidasGoldGroup.com. That's MidasGoldGroup.com. There's Dan and Chandler. How are you, Dan? Okay. Can you hear me all right? I can, sir. Thank you. Uh, I want to congratulate you for touching on what I think is the most underreported political story of the year. Oh, okay. Uh, which, which, seriously, which, which is how the libertarians are spoilers who really help the Democrats. Oh. And after, in, after the 2020 election, I actually did the math. Okay. And if all the people who voted for libertarians in the swing states voted for President Trump, he would be president today. That Dan, hold that thought a minute, and I'm going to ask you to repeat it, because that is so crucially important. And I didn't look into this but I um, recently, but I remember after um, the November election in 2020 looking at it, and the libertarian candidate here would have, if those votes went to Trump, he would have, it wouldn't have even been a question here, is my memory of it. That was my memory of looking at it. That is the point. Not yeah. just here, but in other reports. Yes, right. And then we look at other places as well, of course. Of course. Dan, what explains this? Are people just so fed up with the Republican Party? Is it um, is it self-serving? Is it arrogance? Are they trying to make a point? What do you think explains these libertarian spoilers? In one word, narcissism. Yeah. Yeah. And And, you know, if they want to do it, in the primary, fine. That's what primaries are for. But to do 
it in the general, I mean, that's like saying, well, I'm not going to fight the Nazis because I'm not going to fight alongside the Russians, you know. <laughs> you know, you, you have to take some time. The only the only problem well, you're right. I, I I think the only problem with that anal that analogy, Dan, is that the Republican Party settling for the Republican Party if you're a conservative or a libertarian is a lot better than settling for the Russians even in the fight again. You know, even in in any war, right? I mean, I, what so peaks the libertarian mindset? What so affects them? that they can't be on board with a party of Ron DeSantis and Rand Paul. Really, honestly. Well, yeah. You know, I, I remember a long time ago um, when the Tea Party had just started. Yeah, so like 2010, 2011, long, somewhere around there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. long before, you know, uh, Trump even came on the scene. Yeah. Um, uh, I, was at, I was at a rally uh, of theirs. And I'll never forget this. This guy said to me, listen, first we have to defeat the Republicans. Only then can we defeat the Democrats. And uh, where my head was at then, I was thinking, oh, this guy's crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, but, but you know what? Uh, when, I, you know, when Mitch McConnell does his thing that, that, uh, sabotage us, uh, I understand how they feel. What they don't appreciate is how the America First movement, led by Donald Trump, has defeated, beautifully defeated, the um, the toxic, counterproductive part of the Republican Party without throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. I, all of that is true, Dan. All of that is true. But also, uh, let's look forward, too. If Mitch McConnell is your concern then why would you sit back and let take place an election which reinforces the nomination of Chuck Schumer to be the head of the Senate rather than a really good Republican who's not a Mitch McConnell Republican, who does have a chance at winning like a Blake Masters, who might be part and likely would be part of a caucus that wouldn't support Mitch McConnell if they do take back the majority? Well, my there, point is Blake Masters ain't like, a Mitch McConnell Republican. That's my point. Of course. Of yeah. course. Which is why he's not getting any money. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, big problem. Well, I, I, and, uh, but, but the other problem that I have here is what so moves a libertarian philosophy or candidate in an election like we're facing this year that they have something that is so much more important than the agenda that Blake Masters is running on, that they need to be represented at the ballot box. What What is it the Libertarian Party traditionally and uniquely has stood for when you think about it? Well, on immigration, they're all over the place, all over the place, and mostly and traditionally open borders, mostly and traditionally open borders. Uh, drugs, we don't have a drug problem in this country. They want to make them more available and more legal. If those are the two things that really move the libertarians, perhaps an economy of, of a flatter or fairer tax, you're going to get that with the Republican Party. So that's a nullity. It's mostly drugs and immigration. I don't want any part of their, 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 their platform on drugs and immigration. Not at all. Yeah. And if it's the economy and less government they want as an overarching wholesale explanation of a libertarian movement, less government – you got a choice of two here. 
You've got a choice of two. There is no other libertarian in Washington, D.C. right now. So you got the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. And with the Republican Party, you can have the Republican Party of Mitch McConnell or you can have a Republican Party of people like Blake Masters and Ted Cruz and uh, Rand Paul and the like. So, yeah, narcissism is a good word for it. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. A libertarian, I I found, uh, invariably hold on to this self-deluding, apocalyptic vision that, yeah, let's let the Democrats get elected. Let's let things get so Yeah, the bad. worse the better. That's a Leninist philosophy. The worse the better, right? Yeah. Right. That, we'll, that we will then, uh, have, then the, revolu- the true revolution will come, uh, you know, for, for you know, our side. Um, and, um, but, but it's ridiculous. And and, uh, and and that's why they are willing to let Democrats win and, and sort of sit back and laugh at the agony of conservatives when it happens. Yeah, and you use the word narcissism, Dan, and that's the right word because it's your own self-what, importance or self-infatuation yeah. as against your community and your country. That is narcissism. I also think on a psychological level that some people have a real fetish about freedom. Uh, I'll give you the perfect Oh, you know what, Dan? Hold the thought. Let me hit the quick commercial break I just got to, and I'll let you come back with that. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. I'm Seth. Dan is in Chandler. We're talking about libertarian candidates uh, spoiling uh, Republican victories. And, Dan, you were you were about yes. to make a point about, I think, liberty or something like that? Well, they, they have a fetishistic uh, obsession with liberty. And I'll give you the perfect example. I'll never forget this as long as I live. I was riding on a commuter train from New Jersey to New York. And there are three across, and I was on one end. And the guy in the middle was listening to music on his earphones, but so loud that, that you know, it was bothering me, and I couldn't uh, concentrate on what I was trying to read. So I said to him, excuse me, sir, could you please just turn it down a little? And he was fine with the request, but the guy sitting on his right said, don't do it. You've got a right to listen as loud as you want. It's a free country. Men can be Karens, too, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, very much so. Yeah. By the way, on the break, my wife said to me regarding Blake Masters that many that the libertarians are probably against him because they are they don't want any limits on abortion. Because they don't want any limits on anything. You know, the thing at the end of the day is that um, libertarians start with the principle of smaller government and more individual freedom. Uh, The Republican Party policy right now, writ large, when it comes to abortion, is to give more people a vote on it and take it out of the federal government's hands. That is the Republican Party policy, so that states will vote on it. If there is one meaning of the Dobbs case, it's that the case that is that the issue is returned to state legislators, state legislators, not U.S. senators, state legislators. And if it 
is such an energizing issue for them, I'm going to guess that you're still not going to hear very much about it from them. I have not heard a libertarian candidate speak on abortion. I hear them speak on immigration. I hear them speak on drugs. And I hear them speak on the size of government and regulations. Well, okay. Pardon me for thinking immigration matters and that the government does have a duty to protect our borders. Pardon me for thinking that the government has a role in keeping our communities safe from dangerous substances, losing double the amount of children under the age of 17 to fentanyl over the last year than years previous than that. And pardon me for thinking also if you want to reduce the size of government and the scope of the regulatory uh, system of government, then you have the Republican Party to look to for that. Uh, you said it best, Dan. It's narcissism. It's narcissism and misdirected ideological warfare that really puts you, not you, Dan, but these libertarian candidates above and more importantly than and higher than your fellow citizens, your community and your country. I think they should be shamed. I really do. I feel very strongly about it. Thanks, Dan. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 